0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Our app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all our picks, podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free rule. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB gambling podcast. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through next week's action and have a little look back at what's happened around the league this week. And here for our Sunday night fireside chat, uh, as always, from Houston, Texas.
1: Uh, it's the man, Moonaf Manji. Good evening, Moonaf. How are you? good evening sir how are you i know we were talking offline about how we have so much sports going on this weekend and right i can see we...
0: you looking now when you look like a little meerkat your head's going from left to right it looks like you're watching a tennis match but i can see you've got <laughs> at least maybe four different things going on in front of
1: you right when i hits, we started recording here my screen <laughs> decided to go out on me <laughs> so i'm trying to get them fired back up but uh yeah, a lot of sports going on this weekend, man. Uh, we had the Belmont Stakes, right, and then we had um, we have NBA playoffs. We have Game Seven on right now between the Clippers and the Mavericks. We have the uh- yeah,
0: that's the game I'm watching. I've never watched basketball. It's a it's a one. It's bottom of my list. Um, but in the spirit of solidarity, I've stuck it on in front of me now, and we're watching the. It was at the Mavs and the Clippers. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and it's game seven, so you 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 turned it on. Okay, right I'm going one. to try and get into that. Then I need another vice. That's just the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then we also have the Memorial Tournament going on. It's coming down to the wire here. So, um, a lot of sports is uh, going on, and uh, I know we're here. What's talking happened about with baseball. the with
0: the golf and the the John Rahm thing? Has anyone been hugely affected in the? I haven't caught up with the Slack channel today. Was there anybody who's benefited or? Uh, otherwise, from from John Rahm getting COVIDed out of it,
1: I don't think that there were a lot of guys that had hi- had Rahm to win the tournament in the, in our at least in our golf Slack channel. Um, but um, it, it sucks what happened with him, and it's uh, he found out the yesterday after round three that he had tested positive. I think before the tournament had started uh, was that he was in contact with someone that had it. And he followed the proper protocols with the PGA tour and the advisors or the administrators about proper protocols. And he tested negative all the way up till Saturday, I guess. So they had to pull him, and he was doing really well too. He was up, I think like by six shots. And, yeah. Six uh, shots it was. And it just sucks that happened that way. But, um, uh, he put something out on Twitter that he's doing fine and he's, he's going to be watching the end of the tournament, just like all of us. But, um, Quick baseball now! I know we're talking about baseball. Did you did you see the score right now for the Cardinals and Reds game?
0: Oh <laughs> well, I looked at it about five minutes ago. It was seven nothing, and then you've just directed me back to it. And it's seven seven.
1: Yeah, I uh, I was uh, uh, when we were making our picks for tally night, uh, That was why I had picked the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, me too. And. Uh, I think they pulled Wade Miley off uh, at, right after at, for five innings. He threw four hits, no no runs given up, obviously that span. And now they just drop a seven piece uh, in that <laughs> in the uh, fifth or sixth inning there to to tie it up. So we'll keep an eye on that uh, for sure. But uh, I know we're kind of all over the map here. So much sports going on, but I know here we're talking about baseball. So let's why don't we get right into that.
0: Well, I can give you some baseball updates. Moon off on the uh, Newcastle Nighthawks today. Um, there we go. Today we it was the op- it was opening day today okay. uh, in Double A. <laughs> And we hosted the Liverpool Trojans. So Liverpool came up. It's about a three and a half hour drive. It's quite a long way. Uh, So we played a double header against Liverpool. Um, I was not required off the bench in either game. You'll be pleased to hear. Uh, (laughs) But I did rake the uh, batter's box in between innings, mate. I mean, beautifully done. That was my main contribution. (laughs) So at the point in game two, when it was clear, I wasn't going to be needed off the bench. I went and bought a crate of beer. Um, and it was a beautiful day as well. Like Newcastle's not known for its weather. Like mm-hmm. we're all pale blue. You can probably see me now. My little red face. Look under I my. Do. It looks like I've got like Apache war paint on. But it's just <laughs> the sunshine. I'm just not. Um, we're just not used to it. And I had three beers in the sun. And I've been a broken man ever since. So about an hour ago, when I knew I was doing this with you, mm-hmm. I had to uh, pull myself round. Jumped in the shower. Had a cup of coffee. But it was a pitching duel first game. We lost two one. Okay. Uh, the second game the secondary pitchers got involved there was a few more runs and we came from 12 eight down to win 13 twelve in go. the last inning so we split the double header we we always said double headers are a split didn't we we did we say that every week
1: so, so, uh, so, so Liverpool so
0: Liverpool took one and we took one but Liverpool. it was it was a fun it was a fun day <laughs> uh, so that's the the British double a season off to a, off to a start
1: today so so their their bullpen blew it for them in the second game two then huh
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They just w- walked in about seven runs of the fourth inning onwards. I'm not going to try and make it sound more glamorous than it was, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was sunny and there was beer. So there you go. Yeah. That's all you need um, in summertime, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's been loads of fun. Um, so our weekend picks, we nearly did it. Uh, we nearly got the four and four, didn't we? But i let yeah. us down with one. Um you went two for two, so you can take the stage. Uh, your lock and your dog both cashed Mood off. Talk us through them.
1: Yeah, I had uh start with the lock was the Jacob deGrom and Joe Musgrove pitching duel last night. Took the under. I thought it would have come out around six and a half, but it came out at six, and then it trickled all the way down to five and a half by game time. But I was so comfortable with that number, man. I mean, you take a look at I think about through the first four innings, um, It was just shut out uh, baseball by both of these pitchers. DeGrom was dealing. Musgrove was doing even better. Uh, But, you know, DeGrom was just, you know, he was economical. He was efficient. And uh, they got the job done. I'm surprised that the Mets scored for for, uh, DeGrom because we're used to not seeing runs being scored for. DeGrom when he's pitching for the Mets, but, um, you know, both of these pitchers just had a fantastic game last night and uh, just what I was expecting. So um, got the, got the lock there for nothing victory. And then my dog, um, a rocking chair, sweat free win. You know, we, we love getting those. (laughs) Um, It was Zach Grinke, I believe on Friday night going up against the uh, Toronto blue Jays and when I talked about it on uh, Thursday, when we recorded and I said that the night and day split or sorry, the road and home splits for Zach Grinke were just through the roof and, you know, for him to go out and and pitch the way that he did, he threw a complete game. And I think there was a stat that said he hadn't done that in a very long time. Um, But he went the full nine innings, only gave up one earned run, six hits and really the offense carried the, the, uh, the win for the Astros, they got one in the fourth and then just kind of took off after that. Two in the fifth, four in the sixth, five in the eighth. I think there's a grand slam by Martin Maldonado. Martin Maldonado. There we go. Yes.
0: Enough, uh, him
1: it. and Correa combined for nine RBIs. So, uh, uh, glad to go two and oh, and we both went three, three and one, but, uh, I think your your dog winner probably takes the cake for the weekend. Why don't you get into that one for us?
0: Uh, yeah, it would. I would be taking more of a victory lap if my luck had backed it up. Um, but your, you see, your De and Musgrove pick uh, that was too brave for me. I'd, I'd really struggle to take a six, six and a half it's so a low number. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see a seven and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, I would really struggle to pick that. So yeah, that was a that was a ballsy move. And then you say you got you had the rocking chair on for the other one. Yeah. Um yeah, my my lock went down. Um, and you wrote <laughs> all over the show notes, Moonaf, didn't you? I told that, you. How dare you pick the uh, Yankees against the Red Sox. Um, and you were right. Yeah, I took uh, E-Rod to get beat last night. I'm um, just trying to pull the box up now. Um, there wasn't much... I didn't do much wrong, I'll be honest with you, but we, we, we say every week that you do need the um you need a, the three or four pieces of the jigsaw so to come together unless you get your rock and chair game, like you mentioned. Yeah. And it was James and Tyone. Both pitchers went five point one innings, uh Tyone and Rodriguez. Um both gave up three pretty much identical uh, start lines, three uh, five hits, six hits, three earned runs, one walk each. Yeah. Um, so at that point, we, you're then into the sixth, and then it's a tied game. Um, New York were in front. Boston scored three in the sixth. It was three-three, and then it was the Yankees' pen uh, yeah. that blew up. It was Chad Green actually, um, mm. who had been his ERA is now at three point one four after he gave up those four runs. So it must have been particularly low before that. Um, so yeah, we got two thirds of the way through it, and then couldn't get over the line. Um, but yeah, I can dine out on my dog again. Um, oh yes. Which, which I mean, we went back to the well. If if it's not broke, don't fix it. If something's working, um, and we took the Tigers to beat uh, Lucas Giolito and the White Sox. That was last night as well. Yep. Um, I watched this game and and it got a little bit twitchy later on, um, mm-hmm. only because I didn't really trust the Tigers. Bullpen, um, but Scoobel was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, he only picked, he went through five innings actually. He threw a lot of pitches. I think he threw 103 pitches um, in his five innings. But he got worked over quite a lot in the first inning. His first inning was something like 29 pitches. Um, but he struck out 11 through those five. Uh, four hits, three walks. Um, and I'd mentioned that the Tigers seem to have a plan. Um, there's a lot of the bad teams at the minute don't seem to have a plan. The Diamondbacks and the Pirates. I'm sure they do have a plan. I'm sure they talk about it. Yeah. Um. But the the Tiger seems quite explicit, and they would got to Garrett Cole early just by by swinging early in counts last week. Um. And they went after uh Giolito this time and they really ran aggressively on the base paths which is something Detroit haven't particularly done this season. Mm-hmm. Um and they, they took them for a couple of homers. Um Eric Ash the left fielder hit two bombs um off Giolito the other home run came oh well, uh, Mickey Cabrera hit one as well. Yeah. So they were they four one up and looking relatively comfortable. Um, White Sox clawed a couple back, and then actually the pen closed out really nicely. So that one was plus two hundred. Um, so that one uh, can offset uh, my losing my losing lock. So yeah, three and four, and um, between us, plenty profit to go around. Enough. it was uh, it was a decent effort with the Tigers, and like I say, two, two weeks two weeks running or two weeks out of three, the, the Tigers have done the business for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said if it's if it's not broken, don't try to fix it and I think that's the great strategy that worked for you this weekend and I will say this I when you uh when the Tigers went final I was just about to message you and then I see <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was T-I- I was in quick
1: T I G E R S coming across my Slack DM and it, and then I mentioned to you is that and I haven't said this on our show last week when we were wrapping it up and I said that I'm going to parlay oh, our you two did dogs. Did see this, yeah. And so I got a plus. or I think it was around plus two oh five for your dog, and then mine wasn't as glamorous. It was at plus. I got it at plus one twenty. I parlayed those two for a nice Aww. six to one, six to one price on our two dogs hitting this weekend. So um, I was excited about that, and I think I think we get more excited when our dogs hit versus our locks hitting because yeah. it's always a plus where when we're usually betting or. When you're picking dogs, it's usually around a plus, plus 160, plus 170, plus 200 dogs. And uh, I think that's, what, three, four weeks in a row now that we've hit at least plus 170 dogs yeah. or more in 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 our last couple of weeks. So hopefully we can get that, keep that momentum going this week. And, uh, you know, we got to pat ourselves on the back here a little bit. Hopefully our, our, our listeners followed us and uh, we'll continue that hopefully this week and throughout the whole season.
0: Yeah, that's a great call on the parlay. Well done. Uh, there were there were a couple of people in the Slack channel who give us a little thumbs up that they'd uh, they'd got on the tiger. So yeah, uh, delighted about that. Um, funny, you know, you're talking about the plus two hundred dogs. My tally site picks uh, tallysite dot um, and on the MLB tab on the SGPN uh, website. Um, I've done okay so far, forty eight and thirty seven, so running at fifty seven percent. But again, it's my, my return on investment. Is, um, eight eight dollars forty five. So I've seen to be. I don't know if I've had a chalky week, um, especially because last week I just talked about picking those those fancy numbers. or maybe it's, it's been a chalky week in terms of um what's what's won. Um, yeah. but that's including things like a, a plus two hundred uh, when we're on Detroit. So uh, I'm doing okay percentage wise, but I wouldn't mind getting that average winnings up to nine dollars and over. I seem I'm quite happy with, but eight forty five. Um, is a little bit lower. I need to get that up. Really, I can't just uh, be going chalk. But um, you started relatively slow, and then you've been on a right heater since uh, since Thursday, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I know we recorded on uh, Thursday. I think I was like eighteen and twenty six on that on that at that time of the week. Uh, since then, I well, no, I don't think I've counted this week's games. Um, let me see. Well, I'll just update it through today right now because uh, right now I'm sitting at fifty two and thirty four at sixty percent. Uh, I want to say on Friday, for some reason, my last two picks didn't load on this on our tally sites or didn't get recorded. But I hit, I think eleven of the twelve games. I was eleven and one. The only loss was the St. Louis Cardinals, and I think all of us had the Cardinals that day, but. For some reasons, I, I thought I had picked the Giants and the Padres that night, but it didn't count, but it's okay. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad uh, that I turned it around this week or for, for this weekend. And um, again, look if you take a look at our numbers, we're all right there at 53% or, or better. So we're all profitable for the season so far. So I'm just happy that as a team and our organization, as SGPN, along with Nick and uh Will we're we're doing really well throughout the season and uh like we said that every single week it's a different guy and you, you and I are both having a great week this week um you know Will finally decided to come back down to earth here a no. little bit but I'm sure he's going to be at 80% next weekend and again Mr <laughs> Mr., Mr I think I'm going to name Nick Mr Consistency because he's He's always either above 50% and always around 60%. So I know I've been saying we're going to get those two guys out. We're just having some some scheduling issues, but um, we're definitely hopefully we can plan it either for this coming week or next Sunday. But uh, like I said, uh, I've said this before, SGPN, man, I'll put our guys against anybody in the world as far as baseball betting. So I'm just glad that we're, we're doing really well.
0: Yeah, there's um, there's nothing like the, ther- the Thursday night podcast to focus your mind if you're having a bad week. Um, this has happened a couple of times where we've had to out each other for having a poor week. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to it seems to steal you. You think right, I can't come on a Sunday and announce a losing week. Um, so the Thursday night being uh, being publicly castigated by uh, one or the other of us. Right. Um, it has turned things round, and it, that's worked a few times. Yep. Um, the Week's news, Moonaf. Uh, you updated this earlier on because, let say, I was tired and emotional after three beers at the sunshine. Um, your man, John Means. Uh, this is really disappointing for um, a lot of a lot of fantasy players, uh, all reels who haven't got an awful lot um, to cheer on and smile about. And John Means headed to the aisle this week, Moonaf.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm beginning to get a little concerned because the pitchers that, at least that I'm backing are starting to hit the IL last week. It was Jack Flaherty and you, you blame me for that one. I'll, I'll take blame for yeah. that one. And now we have John means this week. So I'm starting to get a little concerned here. Uh, maybe I should start picking some of the pitchers in our picks that are not doing so well on the season. Maybe that way they turn it around or something, but yeah, um, yeah, quickly I, I I know I put it on the show notes and he just we'll get to the some of the other ones. But I think this was the main one that I kind of wanted to uh talk about because he's just doing so well for the Orioles. Um, he got pulled in the first inning in his start against the Indians. They're classifying it as a, a left shoulder fatigue. And Means came out and said after that game that it's not major, it's nothing serious, it's more annoying than anything. I'm going to try and flush it out right away and try to attack some weak areas that are there. So he sounds like he's not too concerned about it. And, um, you know, this guy has been one of the, one, of the, one of the pitchers that we've been backing uh, early on in the season. So hopefully, like we've said, with every other injury that we don't want uh, guys to go out for extended amount of time. And hopefully he's back for the Orioles really soon. If it's any consolation for any Orioles fans that are listening uh, they did absolutely beat down the uh, <laughs> Cleveland Indians. I think they won like what eighteen to like five. Yeah,
0: they put will like over eighteen there. tonight. Yeah.
1: So, so uh, I will personally apologize to Orioles fans. I I, um, I will try not to back means, but hopefully it doesn't sound serious. But hopefully that eight, eighteen and five victory today uh, is some type of consolation for you guys.
0: Yeah, uh, on the subject of uh, bad teams and their pitcher's going down heading to the bottom of our our little shoulders here um Madison Bumgarner yep. in the Arizona Diamondbacks the D-backs are really struggling at the moment um and this is in the similar vein to, to means going down for the Orioles uh Bumgarner inflammation in his pitching shoulder mm-hmm. on the 10 DIL and um, the Diamondbacks are absolutely falling in a hole at the moment aren't they
1: Yeah. And this is a team that you probably, I know we, we talk about betting a lot and this team right now on the road is just not, they're not getting the job done. And they're almost like an auto fade every single week when they're on the road or whenever they are on the road, nine and 25 on the road this season so far. And then they lost today uh, also against the Brewers. They didn't even score a single run. Brewers got the victory there two to zero. So um, you know, if, if, if their pitching starts to fall apart even more, that's something to definitely keep your eye on for the diamondbacks is if when they're on the road, you know, you might want to take a wanna take a look at fading them um and visiting bar- ballparks.
0: Yeah, I think with the D Bucks as well, the I've watched if you, the, the, a lot of the games I end up watching, teams, pitchers, I'll end up watching are because they're on my fantasy team. And often I'll, I'll catch the end of the D-backs games because somehow I ended up with Stefan Crichton. Uh, I was trying to get some saves out of him. So if they do get towards the end of a game, I've been watching uh, the delayed games there and he's just not very good he's got over the line a couple of times um but there's no way he's going to hold down that closer's job and I think a little indication of of the D-backs they're they're 20 and 41 yeah and um, but the Pythagorean um ex- record is 20 should be uh, 24 and 37 so they've actually blown four games that they're meant to have won and uh, without having the numbers in front of me, that will be down to the back end of that bullpen. Um, and it's it's, uh, it's a bit of a mess. i have got Wakim um, Joachim Saria, um yeah. who I was expecting better things of this season. He was on the aisle, has came back. So maybe he might slide into that role. But um, if you're looking maybe in play, uh, if Arizona are tied or maybe have a slim lead uh, going into late innings, that might be another angle as well. So uh, Madbum going down, for them doesn't help, but um, it does lead to a couple of, a couple of possible angles for, for feeding the, for the D backs.
1: Yeah. And right now the Diamondbacks are the fourth worst team bullpen ERA, at least in the national league. And then you take a look at um, their closer and their saves, the least amount of saves, by their closing uh, by their closer or their, whoever they have trotting out there, they only have six saves on the season. So they're right down there with the Pittsburgh pirates, but the pirates have a pretty good bullpen ERA, but across the board, like you mentioned, I think you hit the nail on the head that if you see this Atlanta or sorry, this uh, Arizona team, either up by a few runs or a tie, you probably want to take a look at uh, betting against them And that's in that spot.
0: Absolutely. Um, Cardinals moon two of them. Uh, Yadier Molina first up, and uh, K.K. Uh, Kwang Hyun Kim yep. uh, starting pitcher. Both um, did Molina go to the I.L.? I'm not sure. Kim definitely did. Yeah, Kim um, lower yeah. back tightness. It didn't look much, but um, you had that on the Jack uh, Flaherty going down as well. That's not great for them. Uh, and Molina took a foul tip, um, and off Kyle Farmer, and left the game there. So they'll both be, they'll both be missing the Cardinals' rotation. All of a sudden, uh, starting to look a bit light.
1: Yeah, and that could bode trouble, right? Because obviously, we talked about Jack Flaherty last week; that he's their number one starter. John Gant today just got blown up by the Reds, and so that that starting rotation start running a little thin here. So we might see some bullpen days out of the Cardinals. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely concerning for these, uh, guys, you know, the the injuries that we've seen so far across the board in the America, sorry, in the entire MLB is that they're not serious injuries. They're more like knack, you know, injuries, whether it's like tightness or, or just, uh, fatigue that they, these pitchers sometimes just need maybe an extra days of rest or, you know, skip a start and, and have them come back the following, following week, so uh, hopefully the Cardinals are going to be okay. We've talked about the NL Central a lot where it's a big uh, division that's kind of wide open right now. So uh, maybe we can discuss that down the line here because this, that race seems like it's tightening up a little bit with the Cubs' resurgence. And uh, now the injuries to the Cardinals and the Brewers are just one of the more consistent teams in that division.
0: Yeah, that's the one that every time when we're looking for we're looking for something, I think we, we've already touched on it once, maybe twice, uh, the Central, but that's the one you're kind of drawn to because it is – the one where there's still maybe a three or four horse race even uh, in that division. I'll actually talk at one of the lads who I was playing with today. He uh, was quite an aficionado of the of baseball. Um, was talking about the amount of oblique injuries um, yeah. and putting it down. This was purely anecdotal. It's not nothing that I've seen any stats on. This was just a, a conversation with Tommy this afternoon and uh, talking about the amount of oblique injuries, being down to batters just absolutely trying to swing out of their shoes. Um, you have to score home runs now to get a run. There's, there's less, uh, there's fewer base runners. Uh, the ball is deader. The the launch angle and they're trying to get their exit velo up, and it leads to an oblique. And as you was talking about, actually, I'd watch that. Uh, White Sox game last night and I saw Billy Hamilton do that exact thing. Now, yeah. you know, so Billy Hamilton can be a bit of a figure of fun uh, in the game, but he's done really well this year. He's uh, he's glued together quite a lot of the White Sox, uh, quite a lot of what the White Sox have done. He's, he's hit a little bit. He's had a couple of bombs. Um, he made two catches in the field the other night, which pretty much won them the game. So uh, defensive ability shouldn't be overlooked there. Um, but yeah, I think it's possible what Tommy was telling me was right and that these a lot of these oblique injuries just come from uh from batters swinging out that's huge
1: yeah, and you know when I think a lot of these batters that just kind of get up that they're just swinging for the fences right because they want to get that home run or or whatever the case might be, but um that I think you know for me as fans at least and as uh, even as batters is that when you well, sometimes when you have these season long uh, regular season win totals, maybe you're betting an over. I think particularly more for overs. And if you should see a significant injury to a pitcher, like let's just say for example, you know Chris Sale um, for for the Red Sox, he injured his elbow or his arm during the regular season. He has to be shut down for Tommy John surgery. That's going to be a significant issue for your season long win because number one, he is a. That's probably anywhere from 15 to 18 wins that you're going to lose with a guy like that. And that could, you know, be the tipping point for you on your regular season win. So, you know, these injuries sometimes do get kind of tricky and, you know, like you just mentioned with the oblique injuries, that's uh, I think probably almost seems like that 80% of them have been oblique injuries.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one more injury we talked about, uh, George Springer. Yep. Um, he had a quad. Mm-hmm. Um, briefly came back. Uh, he had about a week on the active roster earlier this season, um, but either side has been on the IL. Uh, but talk about a possible rehab assignment. Yeah. Uh, next week, and the Blue Jays need him back. They spent a lot of money on him. Yep. He was kind of the, the star piece that they brought in, um, and he, he'll give them he'll give them a boost just at the time they need it as well. Toronto aren't quite out of it. Um but could be soon if they're not too careful.
1: Yeah, and you know, being familiar with Springer because he was in Houston, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, obviously that will be a huge piece to the uh rot or sorry, the batting lineup of the Toronto Blue Jays, right? I mean, they already have some stellar guys in that lineup, but when you insert a guy like George Springer that can, you know, is probably one of the more one of the guys that has a hot or cold bat that when he's really hot, I mean, this guy can hit it out of the ballpark on every single on every single at bat. And that's a guy that can get you easily 30 home runs and hundred RBIs in that leadoff spot, which is kind of crazy to think about, but um, you know, getting him back hopefully rather soon, maybe in the next couple of weeks here that they're able to get him back. And you know, that, that blue Jays lineup is really exciting when you have uh, Marcus Simeon, Boba Bichette. Uh, you know, we talked about George Springer right now. Uh, but the one guy I think this is a perfect transition to get into is uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, people think this show's just thrown together, Moon, after where you were. Uh, <laughs> Segways, segued beautifully into that. Um, the reason I put this on the show notes this week is that uh, Vlad hit himself into the home run leads last night. Um, yeah. Hit a bomb last night and that's put him into the into the solo lead i think we talked we talked home run leader maybe three or four weeks ago now actually because it was the week um, mike trout went down i got the blame for that one um but uh vlad is into 100 to 30 now there's a few people a little bit of separation at the top of that market um Acuna, vlad uh vlad into 100 to 30 um, is that a, a price would tempt you uh i don't see a reason particularly why he'd slow down. Vlad's kind of been a breakout in waiting for, I think this is maybe his third year now. Mm. Um, Obviously, last year we had the truncated season. The season before that where was his real rookie season, but there's a lot of name recognition there. Um, But then people were high on him um, as a a top prospect as well. And it didn't quite happen. And he, he didn't really have a a position in the infield to go to. They were trying to sort of force a square peg into a round hole. Um, and then all of a sudden it's clicked um, and the breakouts happening. And uh, can you see a reason why it would slow down?
1: I don't think so. I mean, right now he's number one, right? He has 18 home runs on his tail are, you know, two of them are the more young, exciting players that we've talked about in front of Fernando Tatis Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. But, the thing about Vlad is is that you take a look at his average. He's still batting .333 wow. on the season, right? So I think that's something that I, I, I like looking at when we're talking about home run leaders or MVP guys is that a lot of times some of these home run hitters don't have that average or that batting average or they're hitting for average, but Vlad does. At 333 he still has 11 uh, doubles on the season. Obviously, we talked about the 18 home runs, 135 total bases. I think that probably leads the league. Uh, also, let me double check that. Yeah, number one in that category. So, you know, he's an exciting player. Obviously, you just want to, hopefully he doesn't get injured. But um, do you see his MVP odds anywhere? But I know it's probably off right now because there's games going on right now. But I think that might be something to look at.
0: I reckon I could find them if we keep going
1: a sec. Uh Let's have a look. Yeah. And, you know, being in Toronto, I mean, he's one of the more exciting players that, you know, he's really talked about on the media outlets by ESPN and MLB network. It's not like he's in a small market, maybe in other sports where like some of those players, like, you know, for example, in the NBA, Damian Lillard is a guy that plays at an MVP caliber level, but he doesn't get that recognition, because he's in a small market, but in the MLB, if a guy's leading the home uh, league in home runs, that's a stat where he's going to get talked about. So uh, if, you know, if, if you can find anywhere on your all's books where you can get down Vlad as either home run leader or MVP, I think that would be uh, certainly worth a few bucks.
0: No, I I definitely seen it earlier on, but I can't drag it up. And it would maybe try and drag it up uh, for Thursday. I did. The Home run market, the one uh, is the one I've got in front of me at the minute, where he's at 100 to 30. favourite behind uh, Fernando Tati's 3 to 1. Okay. And then Ronald Acuna is the only other player with a single figure price. He's at 9 to 2. Uh, and then you're out to 12 to 1. The field judge, Devers Olsen, etc. Yeah, so three of them, like I say, ju- for the first time this season, just created that little bit of separation yeah. uh, at the top. But yeah, that Toronto team is a fun team. Um, if they can get the get the pitch sorted. the pitching they start off quite well they they brought in a few a few people who do seem to be trying to trying to patch together players like Stephen Mats yeah. I know who um he pitched tonight actually I think he's took the L tonight against uh, against Houston yeah um and it it, would, it looked like it was kind of working early on but maybe uh, we're just starting to see a couple of flaws in that um in that theory tonight um the I we're going to have a little talk about this week. Uh, and it's a good, this is a great call from you. You suggested that we could have a look at teams that are below 500. Teams with a losing record so far this season. Uh, who can still contend, who can still contend to win it all. Um, and oh, my bleeding MLB website's just gone down with is uh not ideal my internet's been in and out all weekend i don't know why that is um so hopefully i can still speak to you um
1: you want me to go off of mine and then if you want to get yours No, nah,
0: as long as you can still hear me I guess uh, it's right. okay because i've got i've got most of my stuff in my notes so um well i looked at this and i, I narrowed it down to really there was only three options for me okay uh you picked one first because I was asleep, which is fair enough. I've got no qualms <laughs> with that. They're the rules: <laughs> the person who was awake gets first choice. Um, the second one was the twins, yeah. and I was having a little look, look around. And there's a there's quite a, there's a headline piece on the Fangraphs website, which absolutely slaughters their chances mathematically, um, saying uh, they really they need to perform to the level um, of like a 98 win team or some of the, or what would have been pre-season the 98 win team to see them mm-hmm. uh, redress the balance of everything they've undone so far this season uh, so that put me off yeah uh, and that left me with the Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. um so I had a shop around um, cuz they need to be um a decent price and if you do shop around, the my initial book that I was that I normally use my go-to book had them at twenty-two to one, okay. uh, but I used a little used a little odds checking website, uh, and they're up at twenty-eight. So you can find some twenty-eight to one. Um, so superficially on the uh, the top numbers, they've still got uh, according to fan graphs a twenty-two point seven chance of winning the playoffs, so just under a one in four chance of winning the playoffs of making the playoffs, sorry. Mm. Um, so 28-1. to 1. Well, I mean, you get to the playoffs uh, and you, you, you're in with a chance. Like uh, They're still not that far behind the Mets equally. I mean, we're talking about sort of a... Uh, it's not one of those divisions where a team are going to have to run away. Uh, a team are running away with it and the Braves are going to have to try and keep up because the Mets could easily come back to them. Sure. Um, the Marlins... We were, uh, we were maintaining a watching brief on the Marlins a couple of weeks ago. We, we put them up at 30s and then 16s that were hanging around. And then, obviously, they've gone 2-8 the minute we outed them. They've, they've gone 2-8 the last couple of weeks. Um, so the Braves are three and a half games back from the Mets. And the Mets still could, really, they're still chipping away. And I'm not entirely sure how. I think they're 2 nil up on the Padres again tonight. Um so the Braves are not are not out of that uh out of that race even for the for the division but um so the underlying uh, bits and bobs on the um on the Braves they, you're looking to get them up to 91 games which i think's achievable um in their batting um as a team mm-hmm. uh, they are 10th in the in the National League, uh, sorry, that's the uh, the pitching. Sorry, the pitching's tenth, um, and it's the ERA that's a, that's an issue. The ERA is the third worst, I think, behind. Oh, sorry, the fourth worst behind Colorado and Pittsburgh, who absolutely suck, um, and then Cincinnati. You've been put, but the. The FIP there's a couple of a, a couple of metrics, the FIP and the Rex FIP, which is field and independent pitching. There's a big leap right, right down to four point zero. So you can knock half a point off the ERE. Yeah. Uh, there. And then in terms of the batting, um, I just think there's 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 improvement there. Um there's there's a couple of things that can make the difference. Um the the fifth in the National League, uh, in batting, twelfth in all of M- MLB. There's nothing in. I was looking for a stat in the batting that looks egregious. I was looking for a stat that would point to them being unlucky, uh, but I couldn't really. The only the only unlucky stat that I found was the uh, the home run to fly ball rate, which mm-hmm. I find I, I tend to see is a is a is a luck metric, a bit like Babe. Uh, and they've got the worst. They've got the worst home run to fly ball rate. Something like fifteen. Odd percent, and that almost has to come down. So, um, I think it's down to a, a, a couple of players. Freddie Freeman uh, has been much better, even just this week. I think he's batted something like 400 this week. Um, he's, uh, he's added six six points onto his batting average, which isn't loads, um, but he's, he's batting something like 233. But, I mean, Freddie's normally good for uh, something around. Uh, 2.9300. So, I'm expecting more from Freddie Freeman. Uh, and Max Fried was the other player I'm expecting uh, more from. He was... He, he had an ERA 5.35. Mm. Um, but then he's gone tonight. He's turned over the Dodgers. That's um, the greatest start line tonight was... I've got that in front of me now. Uh, six innings pitched. Um, no walks. Uh, six hits allowed. So... He he took the he took the win tonight against a potent Dodgers lineup. Yeah, so I think Max Fried's one. Freddie Freeman's another one. Um, and then a couple of little things that if they can if they can find a fifth starter, um, took a Davidson, um, who spot started this week, did okay. And then Kyle Wright, the uh the the prospect they they could be in line for the fifth starter um they've missed Travis Darno, the catcher uh, he's been he's been exceptional for them with a, a thumb uh, something he did he had surgery on his thumb uh, it might be back late August maybe September that'll be a little boost for them and then uh, Inoa as well who uh, Punched the bench a couple of weeks back. We talked about that on the show. Right. Um, so he could be back late in the season as well. And then, it, so if they can trade up, maybe get they find themselves a fifth starter, um, Max Fried and Freddie Freeman pick it up. And I can see, I can see the Braves um, having a having a strong second half to the season. Um, and I think twenty eight to one uh, once you reach the playoffs. I don't think there'll be much twenty eight to one around Munaf.
1: Yeah, and I think this is the time of the season where you kind of want to see if, I mean, if there is a very long shot that you think that has an opportunity to uh, to make a run or get into the playoffs. Because I think once you're into the playoffs, you always have a chance, right? And, yeah, um, you know, there's always trades and, and you know, waiver wire things that you can do where you pick up an area of weakness that your team may need, whether it's, you know, batting or pitching. So, um, you know, I Bra- think Braves were another popular team early on in the season that people were talking about that could come out of the national league, obviously would have to be behind a team like the Dodgers and the, you know, Padres were other, other team that people talked about. I think Braves were like third or fourth on that list to come out of the national league. So, um, you know, the, we didn't really touch on the Ozona news, but um, yeah, that, that's a tough situation that that's a big bat They're going to lose in in that lineup. So, um, you know, again, with this team, yeah, uh, the, the pitching is the issue, right? We know that this team can hit, but it's just always always the pitching.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the Braves for me at yeah. uh, a little bit of twenty-eight to one. I've got my uh, I've got my internet back now. I had to I had to reel off some of them stats from uh, from memory. I didn't want I didn't want to press any more button. Everything I pressed was going away. So I didn't want um, I pressed my MLB tab and it went away. So I didn't want to press on me uh, on my other stats that I had up for, for the Braves. So I think I got you got the gist of what I was getting at. Um, <laughs> but so but you picked uh, by virtue of being awake. The the only other team really out of the three, uh, the three that I thought were feasible. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you could, this is, is going to be a, a tough case to make out, Boone. If I'm looking forward to this, go for it.
1: Yeah. And I know we've talked about how this team like has probably one of the best batting lineups when fully healthy. But again, we've talked about all season how they didn't do anything to address their, their starting pitching. And that's the Los Angeles Angels, and they know when we're talking about teams at this juncture of the season where they're below 500, they're below 500 for a reason. Whether you know their bullpen sucks, whether starting rotation sucks, or they're they're not putting enough 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 runs for the Los Angeles Angels, which is my pick, is obviously they're a long, very very long shot for a, a reason, right? Twenty to one or twenty eight to one, where you can find with the Atlanta Braves, those are some of the things that they can fix up. Um, whether it's getting healthy or whether it's picking up a piece or two at the trade deadline um, or even in, in the, in the waiver wire market, but for the Los Angeles angels, it's, we've talked about, it's their pitching, the starting, the starting rotation, the bullpen, it just has not been good. And early on in the season, before the season started, I know the angels were one of the big sexy picks to make a run in the American league and possibly get to the world series. But, you know, I expect, number one, this team to be buyers in at the trade deadline uh, for starting pitching because we take a look at their metrics, just even the basic metrics for, like, pitching. In the American League, they are dead last in Team ERA, 4.96. Um, you know, they don't have any complete games from their starting pitchers. They're at zero. Uh, shutouts, they don't have... Uh, they only have, let's see where are they have. They only have one on the season, their bottoms and saves. So, it, it. I know we're we're supposed to be making a case on why this team is supposed to, you know, possibly make a run. And as I'm talking, did you about misunderstand it, the brief mood? Alf, what's up with you? It doesn't make sense. But the odds are reflecting that, right? And it's, it's it's 70 to one. Perhaps you could find a 75 to one on this team. But I think the one thing that this team does have is, and we talked about batting on this team, that it's probably one of the best lineups in the American League competing with the Red Sox and the Astros. And when the Yankees, you know, want to feel like hitting again, uh, and they're up there with, I think, that team. Because, again, we've talked about how incredible Otani has been for this team, whether it's pitching-wise, whether it's it's hitting. They're missing, obviously, we talked about the Mike Trout injury, that he's he was going to be gone for six to eight weeks when he talked about it. I think he's still probably another month or so away. But when you get a guy like that back, and you still have Anthony Rendon in this lineup, you know, Justin Upton is a guy that we talked about that needs to really turn it up for this team. He's still batting 219. And the only way for that to go up is going to be uh, for him to improve. So this lineup has the ability to be one of the best and really carry this team to getting into the playoffs. And we talked about just getting into the playoffs and giving yourself a chance, right? And if you're, if you, if early on in the season, you're able to pick up a ticket on a team that at 71 to get into the playoffs, you're kind of feeling good about yourself. Then you have opportunities to hedge it, but you're still going to get Mike Trout back, like I said. But I th- expect this team, like I said earlier, to be buyers. And, and I, one of the names on Twitter that kind of popped up for a pitcher that may be available is Max Scherzer. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we take a look at the Nationals, if they're not able to stay healthy without Strasburg, if Patrick Corbin isn't able to turn it around, and I know they've had guys in and out of that lineup, that he might become a piece that may be available for teams to pick up. And I think this would be a perfect fit for a team like the Los Angeles Angels if they're still in contention come that trade deadline to pick up a number one guy, because we've talked about that's what they need. They have a couple other guys in that lineup or in their pitching rotation that can be serviceable at a three or four guy. If you have Scherzer Otani, maybe they pick up another arm, a set of Scherzer, you, you can, you give yourself a fighting chance. Right. And again, the, like I said, the odds kind of reflected where they're at 70 to one, but you know, it's going to take a lot of pitching for the, for it to turn around. So Mine is more of a long shot compared to yours. So I think, but when you kind of take a look at the standings, it's only really, like we said, three or four teams that really stuck out, which was the Braves, the Angels. I think the Royals were the other team. And then the Twins, where I just don't want any part of uh, uh, with the Twins because they've been probably one of the more disappointing teams this season.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think you are miles away. Um, the They've got a, a playoff... Um, percentage chance of around about eleven percent. Yeah. Um so just over a a chance of one in ten. And like you say, once you're in, you've got yourself a chance. So um it's not like they're an they're an absolute bum that they're out of it. And so that's half of what we said with Atlanta. Right. Um but around about more, more than double the price I had Atlanta at twenty eight. Actually on my book Angels were um, forty five to one. Yeah. Uh, so, like you say, shop around, and uh, that that sort of forty-five is is net double double what Atlanta were. Uh, would that would scan? But if you can find uh, three or a price three or four times bigger, um, and just they the kind of stand out to me in terms of uh, the they're in a bit of a false position, down to sort of rank nineteenth in in baton. But the the top teams are the top teams. You kind of get one to ten of the top teams, and then there's a little the whole of all these uh, teams with batting averages of two, down this at 236, 235, 235, 235, 236. So you can throw a blanket over all of them. And then three or four places down below that are, uh, early at 247. So it's almost like they should have leapfrogged kind of all of those teams yeah. uh, and be up kind of ranked 11th rather than 19th. So there are a few little pointers uh in there, the other thing about early, and I don't know why this would happen, um, is their defensive wall is absolutely horrible. Um, minus 22.3 wow, yeah, yeah. Um, the team right next to them in the, is Milwaukee, uh, with plus 24.5 that's a swig of 46. 468 <laughs> percent. I mean, how can you be that bad? Um, and so Detroit are down there. 23 yeah. and then they're the only teams even approaching that bad. There's a, there's one or two teams double figures. is there? There's a minus eleven point five. But I don't know how they can I that's not something I've seen. It's not I'm say I don't I don't get to watch as many full West Coast games. Uh if I watch them I tend to watch the highlights. And and when you watch the highlights of a game, they're not they're not highlighting little defensive mistakes they're not Highland, uh, uh, a wild throw or a or a a, a roller that gets uh, that goes between second and short that another team would have stopped So, i mean i don't know why um what they've been doing uh on defense but that seems like something you should be able to uh will either correct itself or that they should be able to they should be able to correct uh, between them so yeah two Two decent picks there. Um, I just dragged up while I was looking for the Angels, Mm -hmm. the um, division winning odds. And we've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about um, the Astros and the Athletics. Uh, Normally every week we get to a section which should just be called put more money in the Astros And Devine absolutely joined. But I've just the, the the needle moved a little bit this week in terms of playoff odds uh, or uh, divisional odds is that Houston went to 67 uh, 63 and Auckland dropped down to 57 where they've been absolutely tied. Um but that's not been reflected in the book at all. Um both teams were uh, two point zero five so plus plus one oh five. Mm. Auckland have now gone to um one point eight six and Houston have stayed at 2.05, so I don't know what's moved the needle with the bookies to make Oakland uh, that favourite, where Houston have actually improved their playoff odds, but have stayed at the bigger price. So, uh, yeah, we'll call this section again. Go, go and get more money on the Houston Astros, that, uh, that plus 105 again, because for some reason the bookies are holding out on Oakland, so... Uh, I didn't see that until just now. That was a live impulsive update on shoveling more money on the Houston
1: Astros, Muna. If you can, well, I mean, it's gonna to be too late once the podcast is over, but um, if you see that on your book, I would probably get down. If you see some plus money or close to even money on the Astros right now, I would do it because I think Oakland right now they're down two to one against the Colorado Rockies in the bottom of the eighth, and the Rockies have the bases loaded so. Uh, we talk about, especially when these division matchups really are two teams, it comes down to maybe every single uh, uh, or, or win or loss. Right now, it's looking like Colorado is going to, you know, hopefully if their bullpen able to hold on against the A's, that they're going to uh, win that game. So, you know, definitely keep your eye out for for, for this uh, AL West between these two teams. It almost seems like it's also a two-horse race in every single division this year.
0: Winbet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in and all your favourite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at Winbet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We mentioned earlier about the plethora of sport that's going on. Uh, Barely gave a mention to Euros, Euro 2020 uh, for all you soccer fans. Uh, Belgium, I think, is the answer if you ask me the question. So if you you maybe get a little bit of five or six to one. So if you want to use your $500, get your free five hundred books. Uh, get it on the lowlanders, uh, Belgium, Kevin De Bruyne, etc. They'll get that done. I tell you what, though, uh, at a time when you realise you're not needed off the bench uh, in either leg of a double header, uh, get yourself to the shop and get a few cures light. Uh, that's what worked for me this afternoon. A little day in the sunshine. Uh, just needed a little moment to turn off, hit reset. Uh, That batter's box wasn't going to rake itself. That's when you reach for the Coors Light. made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer's cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment. It's cold lager. It's cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. Crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light's the one I chose today when I needed to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made the chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewer Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate responsibly. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA Championship and Stanley Cup fixtures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for it. At a price you think's fair, then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was 3-1 down against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, it flipped for 600 bucks. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. The SGP app is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Plus, the app is the exclusive way to enter all the SGPN contests, including our SGPN $1,000 NBA Finals Free Roll. Just download the app, hit the contest tab for your chance to take over 1,000 bucks. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Um, I've loved uh, mucking around with that app this week, Moonaf. It's been loads of fun. I even ended the NBA thing, having not a clue what I was doing. Uh, I've loaded it up there, and I pressed all the buttons, and I pressed numbers, and I put my little tick next to team names that I've never heard of. So I'm right in the game with that. I'm going to win it.
1: <laughs> you never know, right? Uh, definitely <laughs> check out our uh, our app, man. If you haven't downloaded yet, just go to your uh, your your. Uh apple store or your your google play store and just download just hit sgpn and get into that contest man it's a free thousand dollars uh you never know malcolm might win and even though he doesn't have a clue about the nba <laughs> uh he's gonna fly me out uh over there to his side of the world and uh we're gonna get together and have some fun when he wins that so uh, <laughs> uh definitely check out our app I, i'm uh you, you could probably see me that i'm Focusing my head on my three screens, like you said, I'm watching a <laughs> tennis match. Here, it is literally coming down to the wire for like some. Like I'm watching the golf; they're down to like the last hole, and these guys just hit it all over the all over the course. The uh, Clippers are looked like they're about to get themselves to a victory. They're down. They're up eleven with a minute left, and then we we're talking about the baseball game with the Reds and the Cardinals. It was tied seven to seven. I think Jesse winker hit a home run to right field
0: another one that's just third one of the day i think
1: yeah and then the cardinals came in the bottom of the ninth they got two on second and third with nobody out but now there's two outs and um they're down to their final out so it's getting exciting so i might be distracted for the rest of the show so (laughs)
0: I do. <laughs> it's very funny sitting watching you. You're gonna, you're gonna have a stiff neck mood after. You're gonna need a, a little neck brace abrasion. Yeah. That's your most exercise inside. you get. Um, so this week, um, I thought uh, the website or my MLB app was broken when I had a look at Monday's state of games because I couldn't <laughs> find the rest of them. What? Why is there only three games tomorrow? Is it? Does, one of them? And one of them is a makeup game. So yeah. it was the whole day meant to be a write off and they've just put a few makeup games from from games that have been lost to weather etc.
1: I think that might be what it is. Uh I don't know if they yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I looked at it also when we were going to pick our games for this week but yeah, this is uh interesting. There's only three games so it, it makes us it makes it a little tougher for us. I don't know if this is like a scheduling thing or yeah, what's going on, but uh we're still going to try to pick some winners here or I have or to Seriously. talk
0: to the wife or something like that that would be <laughs> that would be my advice for a moment go and say hello go and say hello you've got you've got an off night uh pop your head around the door um so there was quite a lot of um what got me was uh some pitching matchups because uh, obviously we are then trying looking for our uh our lock and our dog and trying to make some picks and Mm -hmm. It was a really competitive week. There was no... I think a lot of the studs have pitched kind of over the weekend uh, and they'll be back out sort of Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Walker Bueller's pitching this week. But there was a load of what looked like really competitive uh, pitching matchups, um, just like second or third starters sort of taking each other on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Smiley, Aaron Nola was one. Um, these bum fights, Marco Gonzalez and Matthew Boyd. Um, I really wanted to pick Matthew Boyd, um, but I didn't. Um, and Adrian Hauser, Sunny Gray. Uh, there's there was just loads. Of, Robbie Reed, Carlos Rodan was a yeah. really good one as well. Um, there's a, there's a lot of competitive stuff. So there's going to be a lot of pickems this week. Yep. Uh, not. Any real huge profile series, um, but I, I was I was really interested in some of the pitch-up matchups, particularly Tuesday. It like looks like a fun slate.
1: Yeah, and uh, we 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 talked about how last weekend there was going to be some great pitching matchups, and, and like you said, this week it's going to be a lot of twos versus threes. So um, uh, you know there might be opportunities for, like you said, there's going to be right around pickums or. Uh, um, uh, you know plum plus money on some of these pitchers that you may like this week so definitely keep your eyes open and, and take a look at some of these uh uh these uh home and road and day and night splits because yes we were talking about that uh, over the weekend and i think it makes a significant difference on 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 who's pitching and and whether they are doing well at day or night home and home or road so uh keep your eyes open for that
0: yeah, you had uh, you had some great little um, statistics. The, it was the day and night thing. Would never ever have entered my head um, as to why that would have made a difference. But uh, yeah, every time I, I speak to you, you op- you open my eyes to to something new. Um, Okay, then. So it's picks time, Munaf. Uh Three and one last week. We hit the post. We've got to get this four and four, man. Uh, the dogs are going in, um, but we can't get the, the locks over the line at the same time. So um, we'll let you go first. Uh, take us through your two picks, Moonaf.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start my week here with uh, my lock. It's going to be Drew Smiley versus Aaron Nola. Uh, these two pitchers are going off on let's see when was it? Uh, Tuesday, June. It's 8th.
0: Tuesday night, yeah. That's yeah. the, the first one that caught my eye. It's bang in the middle of that that fun looking Tuesday, so yeah.
1: And i want to go with the over in that game. Um, Drew Smiley, we've talked about all season, he's been terrible. He's he has a 5.98 <laughs> ERA, a 4.94 ERA on the road, one start against the Phillies this season. He went five innings, gave up five hits, five earned runs, two home runs allowed. And the Phillies are number six in batting average against left-handed pitching in the National League. Number three in runs scored in the National League versus lefties. And uh, Aaron Nola, uh, despite him being the ace for this Philadelphia Phillies uh, pitching rotation, he had the the Atlanta Braves have kind of been a thorn in in his numbers. I'm basing this really off of his historical numbers. In 2020, he had two starts against the Atlanta Braves a 4.22 ERA, 10 and two thirds inning pitch, gave up five earned runs, 2019, six starts, a 4.75 ERA, 36 innings pitched. He allowed 34 hits and 19 earned runs in that span. So um, I'm going to take the over in that game. Uh, Should come out probably, I would say, eight and a half, maybe nine. But if it's at eight and a half, I really like it at that number to take the over in that game. And then my dog, um, I'm going to go with the team we talked about earlier uh, today. It was uh, the Orioles. The Bruce Zimmerman is going to be taking on the New York Mets at home on Tuesday. Also against Mets starting pitcher projected It's supposed to be David Peterson. Season long numbers are not great for Zimmerman, but his last two starts have been stellar. He's combined in his last two starts to go 10 innings, uh, 10 and one third of an inning pitched. He's given up 12 hits in those 10 innings, but he's only given up three earned runs and has 13 strikeouts in that span. David Peterson for the Mets is projected to be a starter, like I said, in six starts this season. Uh, on the road, he has a 7.3 ERA, 24 and two-thirds innings pitched on the road. He's given up 20 hits, 20 earned runs, and opposing batters on his road starts are batting 278 The Mets in interleague games so far this season are two and five and against left-handed pitching are six and eight. So I like uh, Zimmerman in the spot at home. We saw them put up 18 runs tonight against, or so this afternoon against Indians. So hopefully they're able to do that again against the uh, Mets. So my lock is going to be the over on Tuesday night. Uh, Projected pitchers are Drew Smiley and Aaron Nola. And then my dog will be Bruce Zimmerman for the Orioles going up against the Mets also on Tuesday night. Against uh, David Peterson,
0: I love that. I love the uh, the underpinning with those 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 little stats. Rudolph, that you drag out the 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 league games and the in the left handed pitching, yeah. uh, both in negative. That's just what tips you over the edge, mate. That's what makes you the best Rudolph. I love that. <laughs> um, my two uh, on Wednesday night. So you're doubling up on Tuesday. I'm going to double on Wednesday night. Um, my lock is going to be the Rays. Over the nationals on Wednesday, um, which is uh, Shane McClanahan. It's a it's a it's a double-edged sword. It's a it's a pick of Shane McClanahan. I, I'm I'm keen on him, uh, and it's a it's a simultaneous fade uh, of Patrick Corbin, who's going to be pitching uh, for the nationals. Um, McClanahan's a he's been doing all right this season. Uh, prospect. Strikes out a lot of batters, but he didn't do great last time against the Yankees, yeah. uh, which can happen to anybody. He, he he didn't pitch badly, but he ended up throwing a lot of pitches—through seventy-nine pitches over three and a third. Um, but it's uh, it's the it's the numbers that are around him: thirty-eight strikeouts uh, and only nine walks um, in his thirty inning. So he's well over he's well over a K per nine. Uh, Patrick Corbin. 3-5, and 6.28 ERA, um, and just generally struggling. And add on to that, the fact that Tampa Bay always seemed to know how to get it done. Uh, Washington are kind of falling in a hole and don't look like getting out of it. Um, fairly uninspiring from top to bottom. So I think um, McLaren can get that done uh, on Wednesday night. And my dog... Um, and I kind of I kind of had to pick this just to back up my earlier chat about the Braves because obviously I was looking through all the Braves stuff uh, when I put that up um, and, th- and they were on my radar. So on Wednesday night, the Braves are at the Phillies. Mm. Um, I think I'm um, certainly a bigger dog is uh, Tucker Davidson. We talked about the, the Braves need for this fifth starter and then it might be Kyle White, but Tucker Davidson... He um, again, pitched against the Nationals last week. Uh, gave up one hit, just over five and two thirds scoreless. Um, he did walk five, but may, I don't know if that was maybe a little bit of first, a little bit of first start nerves. He, he walked five batters. Um, Eflin, who about three weeks ago we gave quite a nice mention to when we were talking about sort of Cy Young and stuff like that, but he's made his way out to a two and five record uh, with a four point one ERA. Um, And I just thought that I think if Davidson can settle down a little, he pitched well last time. uh, I think if he can settle down a little bit on this is second start. And I was banking on that little bit of Braves regressing back to the mean uh, that we mentioned earlier on Freddie Freeman, etc. I think those two, those two things together uh, were enough to, to point to Atlanta being my dog. So I've got the raise over the nationals on Wednesday and on the same day Braves at Phillies as my dog. So hopefully, off we can get four out of four over the line this week. And I think uh, we've done it. We've reached the end. Uh, you can get back to watching. I Basketball's <laughs> finished yeah. and more basketball has immediately started. Is this correct? No, that's no, my I
1: understanding that's, of what I've just seen. I think we're done for the day. Oh, I'm oh What's come on now? Okay. I've got Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Is that not live? I think that's probably a replay for you. Okay, like yesterday. right,
0: right. So I can get uh, the golf back on.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised we don't have a game on uh, on Sunday night here for basketball. But I think uh, all the round one has wrapped up, and uh, looking for round two. But we're here to talk about baseball. I feel like we're we're uh, <laughs> we're we're going to be that one podcast because I do host the NBA gambling podcast too. That we're going to be talking about like all sports in our podcast. And obviously it's going to be 80% baseball, but then it's going to be like 10% basketball, 5% golf, 5% soccer. So uh, we're, we're going to be the renaissance of SGPN network. What do you think?
0: Well, I think the, I think the SGPN uh, listeners, like they're not, just focused on one sport. I mean, if they're if you're a DJ and you're a DJ and, and yeah. guarantee no one's oh I never bet on the golf, I never bet on the NFL, I never bet on, if they're having a if they're betting on one thing they're betting on everything. Uh, <laughs> so by all means, I mean and you see the same faces pop up in the I was watching the Belmont Stakes last night, and I know you had a uh, you picked the winner, didn't you?
1: I had a uh, pretty significant bet on Essential Quality to. Uh, win thing, and then I also had him to win place and show, but the place and show didn't pay as much as, as yeah, winning. So, um, yeah, glad the fact I got... that the
0: message you sent was all in capital letters, yeah, led me to believe that it was a fairly significant bet that you had.
1: Yeah, I read between the lines, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, overall, you know, we had a great weekend baseball, both of us, you know, last week with our picks going three and one, and then our tally side picks doing well, also. So, uh, hopefully, we keep that momentum. Going to start the new week and uh, Thursday we're going to be hopefully talking about a 4-0 week or or at minimum
0: 3-1. Absolutely, Munaf. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, as usual, the usual places. Uh, you can catch all of us on Twitter. Download the app, by all means. It's absolutely great. Uh, all sorts of things on there. You get your little push notifications yep. uh, when a new pod drops on there. So download the app. Um, you'll find myself and Munaf on on Twitter, the tally site picks are up there. They're also embedded on the on the website. The DraftKings league goes every night. I mean, there's all manner of things to get involved in. Uh, the NBA one thousand dollars competition via the new app as well. As, yeah. Yes, enjoy your week. Uh, try and stay across all the sport if you can. Uh, Megan Moonaf will be back to record on Thursday, uh, which will probably be ready for your ears on Friday. So enjoy your week. Thank you very much, Moonaf. Yes, uh, cheers, man, and we'll see you down the road.